it's so much easier to sell to people that are already buying from you. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Biz Women Rock podcast. I'm your host, Katie Kremitzos. If you are passionate about growth in your business, if you are growing a purpose-driven business and you want access to education, to resources, and to other amazing businesswomen who can help you do it better every single day, then this is the podcast for you. I have a big secret for you. You do not have to struggle for years to create a profitable and purposeful business that you actually enjoy showing up for every day. It takes three things to create relatively fast results, clarity, focus, and intentional actions. These are the three things I continue to provide support and accountability for, for my private coaching clients, and it's work that seriously lights me up. And it gives them accountability, guidance, strategy, and massive mindset shifts along the way. If you are ready to give up the struggle and have your best year yet in the year ahead, then apply today for my one-year private coaching program. From March 2019 through March 2020, I'm working deeply with just a handful of driven, passionate, and determined women entrepreneurs who are ready to step into their greatness and finally see the results they know that they deserve. Good morning. My name is Nicole Carver, and I'm the owner and founder of Carver Concierge in Tampa, Florida. I've been working with Katie as my business coach for about three years now. I've attended two of her retreats, which are phenomenal. Not only the experience to be with other hard-driven, successful entrepreneurs, but the quality of the information that Katie provides is just amazing. In the first year of working with Katie, my business grew 300%. I'm clear, I'm focused, I know sometimes ahead of time what I'm going to be working on, and some days when we do a coaching call, it's exactly what I need that day, from crawling out from under the desk to standing on top of it and being able to shout, I've got this and I can do this. Katie is 100% supportive all the time. She is motivating, she keeps me focused. She has wonderful ideas and she never holds back on sharing them and helping me to implement them and be the best business owner I can be. I can't recommend Katie any stronger than that. She's amazing. My business would not be where it's at and I will continue to be working with her for a long time. To find out more about my one-year private coaching program and how it can benefit you, go to bizwomenrock.com forward slash my big year and apply today. I am so excited for you to listen to today's episode. It's an interview with Brittany Lynn. She runs a three-year-old public relations company specializing in supporting online entrepreneurs. She has 15 clients who invest in her services month after month, giving her an amazing base of business that she has earned through her tremendous customized work with each individual client. And it would be easy to tell you how Brittany is scaling her business by acquiring more clients, building out her team, and therefore bringing in more revenue. But that is not what she really wants to do. That is not what makes her happy. So today, Brittany's sharing how she is deciding to scale her boutique PR company 
and how that growth looks like the opposite of what we usually think of as quote unquote successful. Less clients, but more profits and more joy. During our conversation, Brittany shares how she created packages that encouraged recurring long-term revenue, how she's growing her company her own way instead of the traditional agency route, and what that model actually looks like for her. She shares about how she is quadrupling her business in some instances without adding any more clients, but just by going deeper with her current clients. And she and I both share some questions that you can ask yourself and your current clients that will open up new revenue and support opportunities. Brittany is an amazing case study for growing a business from the inside out, from your core values and gifts, and that there are massive profits and joy that come out of doing business this way. So sit back and enjoy this awesome conversation with Brittany Lynn. Brittany, I am so excited that you're finally on the show. Thank you for coming on. I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much for asking. So for you listening, you have probably heard me talking about Brittany with the guests that I have brought on because what she does so beautifully for her clients is she has just been such a wonderful connector with me to incredible women that I can bring to you. So literally, I feel like every single one of them we have started the conversation with Brittany Lynn's amazing. Brittany Lynn's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> so here you are in the flesh. And the reason I'm having you on is because we are talking very specifically about building a boutique business. And I want to talk about this through the space of the antithesis to what quote unquote traditional growth looks like for most folks when they do some sort of service-based business they're doing PR, as in your case. They're helping clients with their particular area of expertise. They think the more clients I get, that's growth, right? So I just I want more clients, therefore more revenue, therefore build out with teams and all that sort of stuff. That's not the path that you have chosen. So I want to start with you just explaining. Give us a 30,000-foot view on what your business model looks like right now. Right now, I have about 15 clients where I work with them on a monthly retainer basis, doing everything under the PR umbrella. So pitching to podcasts like this amazing one, publications, influencer marketing, basically everything under the PR umbrella. And kind of like you said, when I was starting, like initially it was like, just keep growing, keep growing, keep growing, keep adding more clients, more clients, more clients to be able to make more money and to increase revenue and build all these teams and all that kind of stuff. Then kind of recently within this year, well, my business kind of grew organically where it was really referral based. So my current clients would refer me to their networks of people. They would then hire me. Then it just so on and so on. Over the past few months, I kept growing and growing. And then I was having this growing pain of... I don't know how to continue to scale to the point of scaling, meaning more and more clients. Right. Because the act of doing any type of service work, that takes your time. Right. And we all only have so much time in the day. So the only way to scale and grow the client number is adding more people. And a lot of times adding on a new client... And listeners have probably felt this way too if you have clients where you're doing a service-based thing is onboarding a new client. It kind of takes a lot of energy. 
it's a new person that you're working with. You're finding out your best tools of communication. You're researching their industry. Sometimes that might be a newer industry to you. So that takes a lot more energy whenever you're trying to figure out the best approach to help them. And my older clients, you know, the ones I've been with for years, they're a lot easier to work with because I know them like the back of my hand and their business is basically my business because I just know it so well. So I hit this point where it was like, what is it that I want my business to look like? Like, do I want to continue growing and growing this to where I have a hundred clients and I don't really get to have an interaction with them? I don't get to touch this client's work each week. And that took a lot of self-reflection. And we, you know, me and you have kind of like offline of disgust, <laughs> kind of like what that looks like. Because I think from a societal point of view, people just tell you like how to get more clients. You know, there's yeah. so many articles out there of like how to get more and more clients. I finally had a moment where it's like, I don't think I need like a higher number of clients. I could change this and I could go deeper with the current clients that I already love and already provide a great service for. And, you know, I have a background with PR, but also more general online marketing too. So it's like, there's all these other pieces of the nature of the work that I do and have experience in that they could get value out of too. I mean, this sounds like I have it figured out and it's so easy, but <laughs> like guys, like it was not like that for a while. Like I didn't yeah. know what to do for a while. I didn't, I felt paralyzed. I didn't know what move to make. It's worth noting that the kind of services that you are providing for your clients and the packaging that you've created around that lend themselves to recurring revenue for your business, right? And no end point for the most part. This is a really important point to make that when you are creating and growing a service-based business, can you create something that allows you to be in that client's business for a long period of time. Now, I kind of think that that's the nature of the PR business. But I have definitely seen folks who are PR consultants, PR agencies who will have like a six-month package, for example, like a three-month or a six-month package or something like that. Did you start that way? And did you deliberately veer into like, hey, we're continuing? Like, How do you structure the contracts that you have with your clients so that what seems like from the outside, just continuing with you over and over again every single month? You've guessed right. So most clients that I start with, I still work with to this day. You know, A handful of people have fallen off. But most people that start with me, we continue working together. In the beginning... Full disclosure, like I didn't even have a minimum month contract. Like I was just like, oh, you're going to give me work? Like, of course. Like, yes, I'll do anything. Now I have a three month minimum contract and I'm thinking of upping it to a six month one. I'm kind of debating on that. But right now, at the time of this recording, I'm at three month minimum. And that is really just to one, you know, PR is kind of a, it's a long term goal. Yeah. It's not, you know, we start doing it in the first month and then you're going to get on the Today Show the second month. I need the clients that are signing on with me to understand like this is a long term effort. So the minimum amount of time we would need for something to go live would be three months. Honestly, most times it's like four, five, six months from the beginning of when I'm pitching something to when something comes out. Because even if I have a connection to say like a podcast host, 
most podcasters are scheduling out, you know, a couple of months. Yeah. You're dealing with schedules and who's batching in content and when is it going to come out versus, yeah. So even if I pitch them, you know, at the beginning of October, that episode might not be out until the end of January. So I kind of had that three month of just like, so people kind of understand this kind of takes some time, but also it gives us time to figure out if we're going to work well together. Mm. And if it's a good fit, I'm a pretty intuitive person. So I can kind of know off of a 30 minute discovery call, whether or not I'm going to be a fit with the client, but sometimes I'm wrong or sometimes people have different expectations. So we kind of have that three month minimum to protect both myself and the client where if they are not feeling like it's a good fit, they kind of have an out with the three months. And then I also have an out with the three months. Got it. But the fact is, I haven't really had to do something longer than that three month commitment because I hate like, I don't want this to come off as a brag of myself. I do great work. That is not bragging. That's living in your gift, girl. You are great. You're so good at what you thank do. Thank you. Thank you. I will brag you. for you. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. But you know, I just do great work and I'm just a very hard worker. I will work so hard for you. And I really take on clients that I really resonate with their message and who they're trying to reach because through my work, and it took me a long time to be able to like make this connection. Through my work, I am impacting thousands of people because of the clients that I get to work and their impact in the world. So it's kind of like I'm helping thousands of people through working with these 15 close contacts. Basically, the idea of setting that expectation with your clients at the front end that, hey, this is a long-term play and we're going to get in here and I'm going to work my butt off with you. Right. Obviously, vast majority of those clients who started with you feeling like, okay... I can do this for three months and we'll see what happens, have continued on. Right. After that three months, what does it look like? Do you do like a year-long contract all the time? Or do you do just like, hey, we continue until yeah, you we tell me you don't want to work with us anymore? Pretty much that's it. Like we just continue to do work. And the nature of PR, marketing, all that kind of stuff, like you can stop doing it. Yeah. But then you're not going to see as many results. Yeah. In the industry that I work in, working with primarily female entrepreneurs, there are not a lot of people out there that are offering this type of service to this niche group of people and that also have experience in it. Of course, there are other PR agencies. I'm not saying I'm the only person that does PR for entrepreneurs. About half my clients, they have worked with an agency in the past and they were unhappy with the work that they did because they didn't feel cared for. They didn't feel like they did a good job. They would never answer their emails, so on and so on. So I just have to answer my email and like, you'll be happy (laughs) with me? Like, this is so crazy to me. Like, that's not even like defined as like being a hard worker. That's just... Good business ethics, right? Doing the work. Like, yeah, business ethics 101. It's shocking because you know, half my clients, they've worked with someone in the past, they've been burned. So they are a little hesitant. And they're like, I don't know how this is going to go because they've been burned by a previous PR person. They're getting an introduction to me through someone that they know, but it's still scary for them. Then within the first month, they're like, oh, this is amazing. They have no question of why they started working with me and it just kind of flows. You know what vision keeps coming into my mind? And this is so corny. And I hope you listening laugh along with me. Jerry Maguire. The movie Jerry Maguire, because it's the David versus Goliath scene, right? Where it's like, hey, you can choose to be represented by this corporation. You're one of many. 
And we do our best to make it feel personalized. And I'm not demonizing larger agencies like this by any means. However, it sounds like that has been an experience from some of your clients. Mm-hmm. Versus like the Jerry Maguire, who like no, I show up at games with you. I'm involved in your family. Like, yeah, you're all in, and so that's your personality. That's what you love doing is, is having that intimacy with your clients and their values and their message and their mission become your message and mission. You know, and like right. your gifts get to lend themselves to helping push that out there and help being a megaphone for them. All of them are online entrepreneurs or started online. A few of them have brick and mortar stores, but also why people have been attracted to working with me is like, I know that industry and a lot more traditional PR agencies, they stick to more traditional PR things like sending out a press release about this new product or whatever, but they don't really have an understanding of like the value of podcast interviews. So many of my clients want to be pitched to podcasts because the ROI on them is amazing. Because podcast listeners, like they will take action once they hear something. And it's a very intimate form of PR. You get to hear two people talking back and forth and have a conversation. A lot of agencies, like that's not a part of their plan for any of their clients. Like they're not thinking of that as press. When in reality, like it is, and it's one of the most impactful ways that any type of business, whether you're, you know, I work with both product based people and service based people, and we pitch both of those to podcasts. So, any type of business, there's a niche for you in the podcasting world. And they're just not really thinking of those like new media ways. And they also, a lot of times, they don't know how to work with influencers, which is a whole other ball game of understanding. And so, I think traditional agencies, they don't know how to make that connection. And they just don't have as much experience with working with those types of people. So they shy away from it where online entrepreneurs, that's their sweet spot. Those are the things that they want to be doing. So I think there's also like a gap of knowledge too. And and maybe just you know, some agencies not understanding the value in doing those things. And you, just by your experience, you're sort of perfectly positioning yourself to be there and, and answering that, right? Right. Yeah. And a lot of times I already have connections with a lot of these different influencers or a lot of these different podcast hosts. I can pitch eight of my clients to one podcast host because I met them at Podcast Movement. Which she did, by the way. And it was not smarmy. It was so awesomely welcome. As I looked over the list, I was like, oh my God, yes, please. And by the way, I listened to you because of the relationship. That's the value that you bring to your clients. Right. And it's like, you know, whenever I get to go to conferences, I made a really big effort to go to conferences over the past year because it's taking that relationship to the next level where there's nothing that beats face-to-face meeting people because then it makes the pitch so much easier. Like if I would have just pitched everyone to you, like I don't even think you really typically accept pitches. I typically don't. Like I typically, like I go and hunt for what I really want to be able to bring to the community. Yeah. And I'm just always trying to think of like the value my client can bring and the type of value that you're looking to bring your audience. Like I didn't pitch everyone I work with to your podcast because it wasn't a good fit for everyone. So I really try to think about what's valuable for both parties because in the end, it's not valuable for my client to get on some podcast where their target audience isn't listening or the info that they're sharing isn't going to be relevant to that audience because they're not going to see any ROI on it. They're not going to see people buy their products or services from it. Yeah. So... 
I really try to be targeted and strategic about the places that I pitch. Now, don't get me wrong. I get no's and I get no, not right now and stuff like that. That's just the nature of, of working in PR. You're going to get no. So guys, if you start pitching yourself to things, don't get bummed out. You're going to know. Like, you just got to keep going. Yep. I want to zone right back into kind of where we started this conversation, which was how you were intentionally choosing to grow a boutique mm-hmm. business. So, we got a really clear idea of how you've gotten here and how you've gotten to work with a small, select few clients who are all awesome clients who've stayed with you for a long time, which again, really want to highlight the stability of that. There's so many women entrepreneurs out there trying to like desperately get to a place of financial stability and you've got it with 15 people, with 15 clients. That's really what I want to be able to concentrate on, but you've been doing it very intentionally. And that doesn't mean that that's your game plan forever. Now it's a matter of like, okay, where do we go from here? So this is a point at which you, I'm sure, hear from the outside as we were sort of talking about before. The norm is go get more clients, go get more clients, go scale this way, go bring on more people to take over and be reps for each of those clients. And while that's a wonderful way to build a business, it's not the only way. So this is where I get really passionate about digging deep inside and saying, no, what do you actually want to do right before this conversation? Or, you know, and definitely back when we met at Podcast Movement, well, what do you really love doing in your business? And when you start answering those questions, it helps give you the bricks to lie down on what path you really should be walking down according to what's best for you. So that for you doesn't look like the, let me hire more people. Let me get 100 clients. That doesn't look like that. That looks more like going deeper in the boutique, which for you means going deeper with your individual clients that you already have. It's at this point that I want to direct your attention to go back and listen to Whitney Bishop's interview that I did with her a few months ago. Because she talked about this concept called standing in your own acre of diamonds. And Whitney's amazing. She's been in my masterminds. She's just such a very savvy businesswoman. And she does education and training for nonprofit leaders. And she had this realization somewhere along the way that like, wait a minute, I don't need to go get more clients after more clients and more companies after more companies. I just need to look at who I've been working with and see how I can better help them and go deeper with them. Mm -hmm. They already have the no love and trust factor with me. They're going to say yes to me. I just need to open up that space and showcase to them what it is that can help them get to where they want to go and how I'm the one who can help them do that. So it sounds like that's the direction that you're moving into. Yes, that is exactly what I'm moving into. But again, don't get me wrong. Like, it took me a little bit of time to get here myself and to accept that. You have to ask yourself those questions to figure out which path you want to go down. To the point of like the no like, and trust factor, it's so much easier to sell, quote unquote, which to me, it's like, it's not like, my husband's like, you're a good salesperson because like you convert people and like your clients, they want to do more work with you. And I'm like, that's not selling. That's just like me being me. And he's like, no, you're selling yourself. Like you're, and I'm like, I'm good at selling the work that I do because I really believe in it. It's so much easier to sell to people that are already buying from you. If you're doing great work, it's so much easier to say, Hey, I'm doing this with you. I hear some other opportunities where I think we could grow in this sort of way. I have the knowledge and expertise to be able to do that. What are your thoughts? An example of this, I was at another conference a few months ago. And one of my clients was there. And so before we got to this conference, 
he's my one guy client. <laughs> so I do work with guys and girls, but most times it's women, but, um, he just wanted to work with me and his message and mission really resonated with me. So I decided to work with him before we even got to the conference. He was like, I want to double your work because you're doing such a great job. And I'm like, awesome. Like I didn't even ask for it. Like he was just like, let's just do it. I'm like, okay, great. So we're sitting at this award ceremony during the conference. And he's like, okay, so you do like around this much work for me per month. I'm like, yeah, that's about it. I want to quadruple that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's do this. While we were there, we started talking about overall marketing. We we're looking at his social media profiles, all this stuff. And I'm like, Hey, like here are some other ideas of like ways that you could do different things on social media to get more engagement, interaction, you know, all this kind of stuff. Basically I talked my way into doing a social media audit for him and it's all related to PR and marketing. So like all these things need to work well together. So it's in the best interest for the client as well. But just offering that value of this extra knowledge that I have in something that's totally different from PR, but he already trusted me. He already liked me. He knew me. Yes, I was selling him on this, but like it didn't feel like that because it just felt like a natural progression. After that, I was like, I could go so much deeper with the current clients that I have instead of trying to get the numbers game of like, oh, I have 50 clients. Honestly, when I think about that, like that sounds miserable. Like I don't want like, 50 people yeah. that I'm on their payroll, then I have to maintain my emails for all that. Like that just sounds crazy. But being able to go deeper, still increase revenue. And of course, I'm not doing all this on my own. I want to make that clear. I do have some people that have now helped, but it's nice to have a small team. Yes. And we can grow within the team as well. And we each have kind of our own expertise. So when someone needs help with copywriting, we have someone that specializes in just copywriting. Like all these things, like I could do technically. Right. But like, I don't want to do all those things. The terms that keep coming to mind are less clients, more profit, more joy. Mm -hmm. Doesn't that sound like a really great way to grow a business? Yeah. This is the reason why I really wanted to have you on because I wanted to share a case study. And again, super honesty, like that's what you get when you listen to the Biz Women Rock podcast is it's never a perfect straight line. There's always like challenges that we have. There's always revamping that we're doing. There's always pivoting that we're doing. It's sometimes we're just having this realization that we show up to speak about, but we know that we're moving in that direction. Ultimately, it comes down to how are you building a business that is driven by what you really want and how you really want to serve in the way that you want to serve it? Because when you answer those questions, you can have it. Like you can have anything. If you told me tomorrow, like, Hey, I'm on an agency with a hundred clients. You could have that. Like it's a matter of moving towards that, but where is your heart and where are your intentions and where is your focus? Right? So I just love this as a case study to showcase that business does not always need to equal more. Mm -hmm. It doesn't need to equal more clients, more staff, more, uh, more all of that stuff. It can really equal deeper and more intensity. And that can get you the results quite quickly that mm -hmm. you think might be so far off, right? The income that I had from two months ago to what I'm doing next month, it's almost doubled. And 
that's just with current clients, just for me being open and and thinking about creative ways. I hope listeners don't feel like, well, it's like, well, I don't run a PR agency. So like, how am I supposed to be able to do that? Like, honestly, you could do this with any type of like service-based business. Yes, I've seen, you know, web designers where it's like, they do a whole, you know, redesign of a website. You get a fresh new website. You think of that as just like project work. I used to work with somebody, she was a website designer, and then she also started adding on these additional packages because a lot of times whenever you have someone design your website, like you'll need social media graphics created or different PDF materials and stuff like that. So she started offering this add-on service every month to past clients. So it was a way to continue working with her past clients, but go deeper with those, make some more money. So there's different ways that you can approach this. I think any service-based business can sit down, brainstorm, get quiet with yourself. But to your point... I had to be open and I had to get realistic about what I wanted. And I think because for the past three years, I've been in such growth mode of like, grow the business, grow the business, grow the business, grow the business. My head was down and I wasn't looking around. And finally, it took me basically until podcast movement to wake up and be like, I don't need to grow in that way anymore. I can pivot and grow in a totally different way and still make more money. And it's not all about money still have free time, still have a life outside of business because that's definitely important. I mean, we're talking full-on lifestyle design here. That's what this is. And it takes that moment of really like what I think is pretty darn courageous to stop just the forward movement for the sake of forward movement and growth for the sake of growth and do some questioning for yourself, answer some questions. So for you listening, I would ask you to answer the questions of... By the way, this is why I wanted to go into what your packages were and how you set things up because packaging is a huge part of how it can lend itself to recurring revenue, recurring business, recurring clients, not needing to go out and find new clients over and over again, right? And Mm -hmm. because there's a very real statistic about how much more expensive that is and costly that is to go find new clients versus doing more work with your same clients. So that's a big part of it. So I would ask you to look at for you listening, doing service based business. Ask yourself, what do your packages look like? What do your offerings look like? And most importantly, how can you service your clients deeper? What are they asking for from you already? Or what do you know that they already get help with elsewhere that maybe they're not so satisfied with? So just keep asking yourself those questions. How else can I help you? And ask them, what else do you need? How can I help you have this website work a little bit better for you? Oh, this is just so good. It's such a good case study on just how to go deeper, more purposefully, more intentionally and get quadruple results from doing that. Yeah. I really love that you mentioned like the ways that like sometimes you just need to ask. You just won't know until you ask. I'll say the client that, you know, we quadrupled the work. When I was first starting with him, we were pitching for guest posts and getting quoted in online publications. I wasn't doing his podcast pitching. Somebody else was. I did such a great job with those two things that he was like, once my contract is over, I want you to take over the podcast pitching. Having conversations with your clients and being like, how else can I be of service to you? Or get creative and pitch yourself to your clients. It's a lot easier to pitch yourself to the current people that you work with. Get creative and think of other ways that you can add value to them. And they will probably be open to those ways. Yes. 
we're doing the social media audit with this one client. We're figuring out how to structure it and how we're going to do it. I'm going to see how that goes. A hundred percent, I'm going to be offering this to all of my other clients because it's going to be something that they would also want too. And then this time I'll have this package of, Hey, this is what this looks like. This is what you will get from it. So sometimes those things kind of happen a little bit organically. Yep. You can also think about more about what you want to do. Yeah. What interests you? What do you have experience in? And how can you package that up to give value to your client? Yeah, I love it. I love it. This has been so chock full of very practical ways that you could just take a look at what you're doing already. This is not about what more do I need to do, but Mm -hmm. take a look at what you're doing already. Take a look at the packaging of how you're working with clients. Take a look at how you can do more with them and have that in line with what you actually really love doing. So... Brittany, this has been such a treat. Thank you so much for sharing your story, sharing your wisdom, your experience. I think it's just been so great to be able to see a case study of how this is working. I really appreciate you being here. Yes. Well, thanks so much for having me on. It was a pleasure. And I'm happy to, you know, I'm in the Facebook group. If you guys have any follow-up questions or anything like that, I would love to help people out. Awesome. And if you are not yet a part of the Facebook group, go to bizwomenrock.com forward slash group and go join. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode. I never take it for granted that you, a very busy and high performing woman entrepreneur, listens to the Biz Women Rock podcast. If you got any value out of today's show, if there were any aha moments that you had, I would so appreciate you turning around and sharing it with another woman entrepreneur who needs that aha as well. From me and the entire Biz Women Rock team, we'll see you on the next episode. Mm